that as we minister this word, your Holy Spirit would lead us and guide us. He would direct us. Hallelujah. That the anointing of God would enable us to see the things you would have us to uh, display and release here on today. Now, we know that it's not by power, nor is it by might. We know that it's by your spirit and by your anointing. So bless us. Bless, bless the uh, ears that the word falls upon. Bless them to be able to hear. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah, Father. The glory to God. Amen. So we want to say, we don't say this all the time before we, uh, before we decree the word of God, is that uh, all the time when we're teaching or preaching the word of God, uh, even though we might not say it, it's always uh, three things involved in that. Uh, and that's love, faith, and relationship. Love, faith, and relationship with God. Um, and so there must be relationship, there must be love, and there must be faith. Three components that every believer needs uh, in, order, in order to grow and to develop in Christ Jesus. So we, we never preach the word outside of a relationship with Christ outside of love, and then we're outside of faith. Even as we preach and as we teach, hallelujah, we, we release in faith, hallelujah, that everybody might not hear the same thing, but that everybody hears something. Amen. Amen. So uh, we're releasing faith for that. So we believe God. And so we're going we're gonna to pick up here in Ephesians, the fourth chapter at the seventh verse. Amen. And then we're just going to move down uh, as, we, as we see fit. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So verse number seven, uh, verse number seven in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, it reads, uh, I'm going to read it out of the MEV. Uh, he's pulling it up on the screen back there. Uh, but it's given to each, well, let me back up. Let me back up. It's kind of rough just jumping right in there like that. Amen, ain't it? Hallelujah. It's rough for me. You know, it has to be rough on you. But uh, in, in, the, in the fourth chapter, uh, the third chapter, Paul deals with the, the spirituality or the divine things of the church. Uh, when Paul moves into the fourth chapter, he begins to talk about practical living for the believer, of how the believer is to live practically in this world, not just on Sunday from, uh, Sunday from 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock to 1230, but how the believer is to live a practical life in Christ Jesus every day of the week, right? Right. So he begins to move now into some instructions of how I am to walk my everyday life out uh, in him. And he gets down in, in, uh, to verse, well, let's just start from verse 4, and then we'll run it all together. Paul says, I therefore the prisoner, uh, uh, let's go back up to the first verse there, Pastor. Way if we, if we can, I better I read off the screen. Paul says here, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. Now, first, when Paul talks, I can't go back and talk about this. All right, okay, but he's got to give you a running, got to give some kind of start here. Uh, he said, wherewith ye are called. And he's just here really making reference to your, your, your being called out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son, right? So he's making reference here that you are worthy of that, that vocation, that, that, that salvation, that thing that you are called into, first of all, just your Christian living and your Christian life. He said that you are worthy, uh, you, 
uh, vocation wherewith ye are called. Verse number two. With all lowliness and meekness, he's giving a, a general and an overall view of things that, things that encompass what he's asking us to do in the first verse. He said, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another, he says, in love. Verse number three. Ever in doing to keep the unity of the spirit of the bond of peace in general. That's what we want to do. Verse number four. There is one body. One spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. Amen. Verse five, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. All right. And then next verse, number six, one God and the father of all who is above all and through you all and in you all. Now, he's saying that all of us, what he just said from verses one to six, have that. No believer, no Christian does not have in them already the things that he talked about in verse number six. And then he moves to verse number, verse number seven. Amen. Which is what we're going to pick up uh, at today. Um, he talked, begin to talk about, uh, but until every one of us is given grace. So nobody's excluded from having and being given grace. Even the sinner is given grace. Right. Right. Uh, he's operating and functioning a little bit different than we are. Uh, uh, but they also have been given grace. But until every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ, according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So when he talks about here, he's talking about uh, to the measure of the gift of Christ, that uh, measures can be different. Right. And sometimes it just depends on the ability to walk saved, to live saved. You, we, you have that. I heard one, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have it. Look at your name and say, I have it. Because he wouldn't a ever ask you to do something that he didn't give you the capability to do. Right? So whether I use it or not, now, don't, don't, don't get, com don't get uh, uh, confused between I'm having something and I, you can have a car and not use it. But you have a, you have a what? You have a car. You know, there, there are people that uh, are considered homeless that have homes. They won't live in them, but they have a home. So you have to bring together, this is, is irrelevant, at least for some degree, whether I'm walking in it or not, I still have it. Right. I still have it. I, I still have it. And that's when, and to bring it to me or for me to walk into it, it might require some effort on my part. Right. Right. Require some effort on my part. So I have to do it. So he said, but he said, but to everyone is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Now, he said the measure of the gift of Christ. Now, you have to remember that everything God gave us is a gift. Right. Grace is a gift. Salvation is a gift. Healing is a gift. Deliverance is a gift. Everything he gave us is a gift because we had no ability to pay for anything he had. So he gave it to us as a gift. Right. And so when he gives it as the gift, it's up to the one he gives the gift to to decide if they're going to use the gift or not. You know, you done got some gifts that. You know, they still in the closet. You, you ain't used them. 
<laughs> you ain't done nothing with them, but it was a gift, right? It was a gift. So then, just because somebody gives a gift, it does not mean it's automatic that the person the gift given to will use it. Y'all, y'all, follow me. And so, but he said the gift of Christ, and all of us have been given the gift of Christ. Grace is God's ability uh, to get through, to get us through every situation uh, when we trust in God. God has given every one of us measure of the gift of Christ. Everyone. Stop excluding yourself from the things of God. Stop excluding yourself. If God said he's giving it, you say, I, yes, Lord, I see you give it. I, don't, I, I might not see it in my life right now, but I'm going to work on it coming to manifestation. Well, that ain't for me. Well, why, why ain't it for you? Why, why are you making an exception from something that God said you should have? And if God said you should have it, you should have it. You know, the scripture says that, um, I'm trying to think, can't think of where it is. But he said, it says that all the things Christ did, it said it could not be contained in books in the volume in this planet we live on. But God took the time to put some stuff in 66 books of this Bible. 66 books. And none of it I should overlook and think it ain't for me. Because if what he could have wrote can contain this world, what he put in here is highly important. It's, it's highly, it's highly, it's highly important. He said, I'm going to give it to him right here. So everything he put in here is highly important. So don't exclude yourself from the stuff that he, some, from, from things. Ah, uh, glory to God. Ah, man, hallelujah. God has given every one of us the measure of the gift of Christ. This is the ability to fulfill God's plan uh, while you're here on earth. Uh, the measure, it, and, and every that in, in everything, the gift of Christ, he's given us all sufficiency to be able to do it. Huh? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, given, he's given us all sufficiency to be able to do it. Now, over in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, uh, that's over there where Paul uh, uh, where it talks about the thorn that was placed in fall fresh. And after all Paul went through, Paul came to the conclusion after God, after he had prayed three times, Paul came to the conclusion and Paul said, my, but, but God said, my grace is sufficient for you. That means whatever, wherever I'm at in life, if I'm in Christ, and even maybe not in Christ, God graced me with ability to get through it and to overcome it. Yes, he did. No matter how bad I think it is, he graced me with the ability. Part of my thinking process is in Christ is that I just thought when I came to Christ, I wouldn't have no problems. They told me everything was going to be all right. They told me, you good now, girl. You boy, you, oh, you in Christ. You, you go, you go. They told me that, but I got over in here. <laughs> Glory to God. And I started experiencing some things. Right? I got over in here. Uh, oh, glory to God. I, 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 time, time might not allow. Okay. okay. Yeah, I got to go on over here to 2 uh, uh, second, second Corinthians. Uh, but we're going to go to the 11th chapter. The 11th chapter. Uh, 
Second, second Corinthians, the 11th chapter. I'm going to try to move quickly, y'all. Y'all bear with me. <laughs> second Corinthians, the 11th chapter. Uh, well, Paul. Now, because there's, there's something. Um, well, if you get out of first Corinthians, you might find what you're looking for. Okay, so so Second Corinthians, here we are. Uh, so Second Corinthians, the eleventh chapter, because what brings up Paul in the situation that he finds himself in? Watch this in Second Corinthians, the eleventh chapter. Now, if you found yourself in the midst of some of these things, what were taking place, and you uh, on a daily basis with you, you 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 might just be like Paul. God, you need to do something. Right? Uh, but Paul here in the 11th chapter, Paul says, I'm just going to start reading here. Uh, mm, let's just start reading here the 21st verse. Uh, 2 Corinthians 21. Paul says, uh, we're there. I speak as concerning reproach as though we had been weak. Howbeit, where in so ever, uh, where in so ever any is bold, I speak foolish. I am bold also. Paul is talking, kind of talking about ending his right to brag. He say, are the Hebrews, uh, are, are they Hebrews? He says, so am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in labors, more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently, in death often. He's saying often. Next verse. Listen, stay with me now. Of Jews five times received I 40 stripes, Save one. He's talking about what he has to go to. Twice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned twice. I suffered shipwreck a night and a day. I have been in the deep. Talking about he'd been in the water, night and a day. In journeying, often in perils of water. Still uh, being thrown in the water. In perils of robbers, walking the street, people robbing me. That's what peril, perils mean. Uh, uh, situations that are serious in their conditions, in perils uh, by my own countrymen. In, in, in other words, just because of what he preaching, his own countrymen didn't turn on him. In perils by the heathen. In, in, in other words, people didn't like what he preaching, but they weren't on his side. But heathens uh, mess with Paul. In perils in the city, in, in the city, no place safe wherever Paul went preaching this gospel. In pairs, in the witness, couldn't even go to the witness and people would leave me alone. In pairs, in the sea, in pairs among false brethren. Everywhere Paul turned, he had to deal with some type of persecution or suffering. Next verse. He said, in weariness and painfulness, in watching often, in hunger and thirst, in fasting often, uh, in cold and nakedness. <laughs> Glory to God. Besides those, watch what he says here. Now, those was enough to deal with, right? But he says, besides those things, 
that are without, they're all external things. That which cometh upon me daily, not once a month, the care of all the churches. <laughs> the care of all the churches. Now, now, now from, what we, from what we read there in the uh, seventh verse, uh, uh, Paul is talking about the gift, of, the gift of the grace of God. How God gifted him and graced him to make it through whatever he needed to make it through for the cause and the purpose of the gospel. Now you can determine a man going through all of those things. When he talked about he was beaten with rods twice and they would beat you with rods on your feet and they would beat you until your feet bleed. Because they're trying to keep you from walking to the next or getting to the next location to preach the gospel. He says in perils, all of these things happen to me but then he gets over into the 12th chapter and uh, he talks about these things. And then God says to him, my grace is sufficient for you. You have to realize and understand that whatever perils are coming to you, especially because of Christ, that the great God grace is sufficient. That God grace will see you through every time, all the time. Right. And when situations come, when I when I understand that I'm a warrior, I'm a fighter, when situations come, I'm prepared for battle. Right. I don't shrink down. I don't I don't I don't go back. And he says that in seven Corinthians. But Paul now, he said the grace and this ability. That's why you have to embrace grace. You have to embrace grace. Grace. You have to embrace your purpose. You all remember the movie in the Passion when Jesus was going up the hill and they stumbled him and Simeon, I believe, was carrying the cross and both of them stumbled. Jesus went one way. The cross went the other way. But then, you know, you know, you, you think about it. You know, if it might have been me, I would I might have got up and ran the other direction. But in the film, we saw Jesus crawling back to the cross. Because he had embraced his purpose. He had embraced his calling. And then it was not a matter of how bad they did me. I'm going to fulfill this purpose. And I'm going to do it in relationship with God. And I'm going to do it in faith. I'm going to fulfill my purpose. I'm not going to let anything stop us. Some of us sometimes, we, too, we, too, we quit too soon. Uh-huh. We throw in the flag too soon. Uh-huh. If we only would have known that the punch the enemy threw me was his best punch. Even though it knocked you down, you would have got up and said, that's all you got? I know that's all you got. Because the victory was right on the other side of that punch. If you could see behind the mountain that you face, <laughs> what's on the other side of it? Hallelujah. You'll get to stepping, you'll get to climbing, or you'll get to talking. Mountain be thou removed into the sea. How? Because you see what's on the other side. The Bible says that Jesus, for the joy that set before him, he couldn't look at his present day situation, his present day circumstances to determine how his life would go. There was a joy on the inside of him that he saw you and I. He saw his bride. He saw the body of Christ. And the scripture says in Hebrews that 12, uh, I think around about the third and the fourth verse, says that for the joy that was set before him, he despised the shame. Oh, some of us get sad too quick. 
Sometimes, and, 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 and I've learned in this fight, I'm just not talking about, about what others said, I'm talking about me. I've learned in this fight, you gotta learn to stay steady. You gotta learn to stay steady. You gotta learn to pick up some momentum. <laughs> Go, glory to God. How do you, and you, you have to stay in the fight. Okay, that ain't the message today, but let me get back in here. <laughs> All right, you have learned to stay safe. I'm telling you, in 2024, I know we said God going to do good things, but you're going to have to look at last year and see where you backed off at. And this year, you're going to have to decree. When, if that shows up again, I'm not backing off this time. I'm, I'm not going to back off this time. I don't, I don't care what they say. I'm not backing off this time. I'm going full steam ahead. And then, because the enemy's responsibility and job is to break your momentum. That's his job. And he can't do his job better than I can do mine. That's his job to break your momentum. The devil just coming after me. That's his job. <laughs> the devil don't want to be negligent of not doing what he's supposed to be doing. Then you should not be negligent either. Because you have the victory. That greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Huh? Huh? This is what the, this is what the word says. This is what, this is what we're going on. And that's why Paul was talking about this practical living. We might, I guess we're going to get into it a little bit today. But, uh, but, uh, but, but Paul was talking about this, uh, in order to let the believer know through what he went through that you might not go through this, but you are going to have to have some difficulties. There are going to be some difficulties. There, there are going to be some trials and tribulations. Right? Right? You, you all going to have them. So ain't no need thinking you ain't going to have them. Ain't no need you thinking the people at work might leave you alone one day. They might not ever leave you alone. But you, but you stand for Jesus. You don't, you don't stop standing for Jesus just because they won't leave you alone. After a while, they'll realize you're standing strong. You ain't going nowhere. And they might come and ask, why are you, how you stood in there like that when? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Verse 8 in Ephesians. Amen. We're going to move along. I got a few more minutes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Four and eight, Ephesians four and eight, we're going to move in, move into. Um, he said, wherefore, he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive. Do you realize the measure of when Jesus raised from the grave? I mean, the, if you can if you can fathom it in your mind, what happened? What took place? J Jesus reversed stuff. That happened 4,000 years ago. He, he reversed it. He said, wherefore, he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive. Captivity was those, those people, you know how, how Lazarus and Lazarus and the rich man there and, and Lazarus died and Lazarus, they say Lazarus went to Abraham's bosoms and, and Satan died and went to Hades or, 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 or went to hell or wherever he went, wherever they go. And uh, and then he said, the Bible says that there are a big gulf that between them. There were people in there who had believed God. Right. In Abraham's bosom. They trusted in God, but they died, but they couldn't go to heaven. Not yet. Right. 
because the price of sin, why, have not been paid for. So when Jesus died and was resurrected and resurrected, then all of these people that were captive there, now they left and went with Jesus. Huh? Now, now the Catholic church talk about the pregatory. Now, if there is a pregatory, Abraham bosom was it. If there is, I don't ever think there is one, but if there was one, it was in Abraham's bosom. I guess, I guess. That's the best I can get to that doctrine that they have there. That's the best I can help them out. I can't help them out no further, no further than that. But he led captive, captive. And so now, uh, next verse, and he gave gifts to man. He, he always giving gifts to us. Because we were, we were flat, pole broke. So he had to give a gift. <laughs> I'm going to let that soak a minute. You were broke. I was broke. Didn't have no money. Didn't have nothing. I would say something, but might be a little out of order. <laughs> My mama would say, don't have a pot to pee in. <laughs> I had to figure out a nice way to say it, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you don't, we didn't have nothing we could offer him but something he could give us to make us worthy of being, be, of being offered to him. Glory to God. I said, yeah, my mama, I do got a pot. <laughs> Glory to God. And so he said, wherefore he said, when he ascended up on, up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. All of these gifts he gave us. He gave us the gift of salvation. He gave us the Holy Spirit. Uh, he gave us baptism in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He gave us uh, a wisdom and word of knowledge. And he gave all of these gifts so that the believer in the earth could function to full capacity. Right? Right? Glory to God. Okay, let me get that next scripture up there. I'm going to try to roll along here for about five more minutes, if I can. I got it. He said, now that he ascended, what is it, what is it, but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. Now, we, be, we believe that he, he ascended uh, into hell. Some people don't believe that. That he ascended into the lower parts of the earth. Verse number, uh, verse number, um, that's verse number nine. Uh, and so Jesus, when he when he descended or when he became a man, he had to he had to go to hell because uh, that's where we were destined to go. And so he had to pay the price for us. And the Bible says that he stripped Satan of everything Satan had and he took the keys of death, hell and the grave. Right. And that means that's that means that's not only were we broke now, since Jesus went to hell, Satan broke. Huh? Saints broke. He perpetrating like he not, but he broke. He perpetrating like he not, but he don't have no power except he get me to help him use his power. So he he broke because Jesus took everything from him. So he went to the lower parts of the earth. Okay, then verse number uh, verse number ten. Glory to God. He that descended is the same. Also, wasn't the difference. I mean, Jesus didn't go to hell and couldn't make it out, and so God sent Muhammad. God sent Allah. I, I know that's kind of what they try to like to say, but that didn't happen. 
So, so God is good, man. God makes it clear. He said he that descended, Jesus descended, right? And he that descended is the same also. Ain't no different. It's the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might feel all, he might feel all things. That's why you can walk around with your chest out. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. That's why you can walk around bold. That's why you can, you can have what you say you have because of Jesus filled all things. And you better believe he filled all things. You better believe all means all, all, that's all, all means, but then you better take a little bit further that that all means the same thing all in, in heaven. Boy, he said he fulfilled all things. My mind get to stretching on that. When he said fulfilled all things, all that. I know some of the all things he filled, I haven't even imagined. The scripture said, I has not, nor you heard. So there's still some stuff, even though I can see some stuff, I still know that stuff I can't see. <laughs> Glory to God. And he that ascended is the same also that ascended far above all heavens. All heavens. We deal, uh, uh, we deal here, our scientists, we deal, scientists, they deal with three, uh, 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 three heavens. All right? The, the heavens that we have where we see the clouds. The starry heaven where we see the stars, the sun, and the moon. And then we deal with uh, uh, paradise or uh, God's place of rule and throne, which we don't know where it is, but it's out there, those three heavens. And, and Paul, you know, Paul says that uh, in, in that 12th chapter, second chapter of uh, Corinthians, in the 12th chapter, he began to say that he saw a man. And he began to say that this man that he saw or this man that he knew went up to paradise in the third heaven. We, we believe that that's where, that's where God resides, but, you know, glory, glory, glory to God. Hallelujah. I was watching. Here I go, y'all. I was watching Star Trek Voyager yes, yes, uh, the other day. And uh, I like Star Trek Voyager. I, I like uh, Star Trek Enterprise, so I kind of watch all of them. But I'm watching them, and they, they're out in the Delta Quadrant. They're so far from planet Earth that they cannot talk back to Earth. So they're on a ship with replicators, and, and they're trying to make their, there are, say, say, 75 light years away from Earth. <laughs> a, light, it, a light year is classified by the sun, by the speed of light moving for 365 days uh, at 186,000 miles per hour, which is the light of speed, it's got to, to have a light year, it's got to do that for 365 days. They're on they're a ship that can only do about warp nine. And they can't run the ship at warp nine for, for 75, 80 years. They have to stop and refuel. But they still haven't touched on heaven. <laughs> I, I, I know that, you know, you don't start track stuff, you ain't, you're into that. But they're so far away. they so, it's so far away that you can't get there by your own self. There's no energy that, that, that the scientist or man has created to make its way to wherever God is, where he is. Glory to God. Got to quit, y'all. Glory to God. 
And so he's all things. So and, and he says that Jesus is the giver of all spiritual, physical and material gifts to man. Now, I know people want to take stuff from the devil and that's OK if you want to do that. But it says that Jesus, he's the giver of all spiritual, physical, material gifts to men. Jesus is dispensing to all men liberally. When we talk about men, we're not talking, we're not talking about we're not talking about just the male man, right? We're talking about the female man also. Y'all know over in Galatians, he said he both he made man both male and female. So in this circumstance, he's just not talking about the male man. He's talking about man in general or mankind. So women don't exclude yourself. Don't sit there. Wait, well, he, he said you're talking about men. No, no, no. He's talking about you too. He's talking about you too. He, he, he wrapping you up in this thing, in this thing also. So he says that uh, to all men, liberally, according to their needs and according to their wants. That means that whatever God has assigned to you to do, he's already provided provision for you to do it. Right? So you got to stop looking at somebody else talking about what they got and I want that. You got to figure out what you purposed and called to do. And then that right there is the measure that belongs to you. Yeah. Yeah. That right there is the measure. Stop looking at folk time of what they got and what they don't have. Start figuring out or uh, 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 identify what's, what's in you. What's your purpose? And fool around and stumble over in it if you want to. You're watching, you'll see things just will begin to happen. Things will begin to unfold. Right? Right? That's why he said don't compare yourself with nobody else. God made you. They didn't make you. Even a child of parents bear got to pray and look into God and God, what this child supposed to do? And God got to tell the parent. So the parent can begin to bend that child in that direction. Glory to God. The parent can begin to bend that child. When he say train, he means bend them in the direction that he has for them to go. Train up a child in the way they should go. When they get old, they won't depart. And so that means when you're training, training requires bending. When they say they can't run around the house, you say, yes, you can, because you know God said something to you about them running track, and, and uh, yes, you can go run around that house. You're trying to bend them Okay, I got a clue. And when God gives you a direction to bend them, I don't care what they say. You bend them in that way. <laughs> you train them in that way. You, you bend them in that way. Okay. That's what God has to do with you. He got to bend you sometimes. Bend, bend you in the direction. <laughs> Lord, I don't want to do that. So what he does, he attempts to bend you to get you to go direction. He wants you to go because he knows that's direction that's good for you. He knows. He knows. And, and sometimes when you start bending them, that aggravates them. When sometimes God starts bending you, that aggravates That I, I know it aggravates me. I, mean, I don't want to do that. Come on now. But I come to the conclusion that I got to do it. 
Because that's the way he's bending me. When he, when he bends you towards pastoralship, when he bends you towards prophecy, when he bends you towards the apostle, when he bends you towards everybody that's in those positions wasn't the position they wanted to be in. I, I had another thing that I thought I was going to do. But he has to bend me in this direction. Because what he called me to do. And every, every believer, I'm telling you, you're going to get bent. If you're going to fulfill this purpose, you're going to get bent. I'm glad he bent me, though. <laughs> I'm glad he bent me, though. I'm almost kind of straightened up now. Got the bent out. But I'm glad he bent me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. And, and so he'll direct you, but, you know, his, his bending is easy. He says in the scripture that his, 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 uh, that his burdens are light. His yoke is easy and his burdens are light. So he, 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 all glory to God. Anybody excited about Jesus? This year, 2024, you got to prepare for some bending. All of us going to get bent. Huh? Huh? Because he's going to show you something you think you're going, you're doing good, and he's going to show you something else to do, and you, you're going to be like, no, nah, Lord, that's, oh, Lord, that's, that's for Pastor Gloria. That ain't for me. I, I'm going to tell Pastor Gloria what you said. <laughs> glory to God. Glory to God. No, 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 Lord, that's for Victor. I'm going to go and prophesy to Victor and tell Victor that what you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go, glory to God. Sometimes you want to give it to somebody else. Uh-huh. 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 But you go ahead and let him bend you. Uh-huh. No, you don't have to look at the difficulty. You don't have to look at the hardship because you do it by faith. And because you do it by faith and you're trusting in him that you heard his word. And, and here's the key thing this year. Make, toward, make sure your heart toward God. Once I realize that even if I mess up my heart towards God, God can still recover me. Huh? huh? Make sure your heart, you want to work on anything, work on your heart. Lord, get my heart towards you. Get my soul towards you. Get my thinking towards you. Get my ideas towards you. This vision you gave me, Lord, don't let me put this vision before you. But let my heart be towards you. You know, God has never called any perfect people. None. So if you think whatever it is he has for you, you're going to do it mistake free, you setting yourself up. You setting yourself up. Well, I might make a mistake. You probably will. Made a lot of you, you probably will. But I'm encouraged enough by him that when I make a mistake, it don't pump me so bad that I can't get up. That I can't get up and throw my shoulders back and say, okay, God, call. he's saying, son, get up from there. Get up, get, get up, get, get up from there. And sometimes people have been in a place where, where they have messed up or where they have been done wrong and, 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 and they've fallen and they've gotten up. But, but in them getting up, they put all of these safety things around them. God can't hardly get to them to tell them nothing and nobody else can either. Because they have created around them a secure barrier. And the only problem is, you're secure in it, but that means nobody else can get in. 
And you have to make sure that you don't create a barrier just because you fall or just because you make a mistake or just because you do this or just because, you know, somebody don't agree with what you might have said or prophesied to them. You just move on. You got to learn how to do what they say, just kick rocks. Move on. You got to learn, Jesus said it this way. He said, shake the dust off of you. Leave their house and, and go on to the next place. Huh? I want you to be prepared because many times victory does not come, not come without difficulty. Victory most times don't come without opposition. Every good faith-filled position will often have opposition. And so you have to prepare yourself to be strengthened. You have to prepare yourself. I'm going to depend on God in this. Last time I fell out, I fell out in the floor and, and I went home and put the covers over my head and I couldn't get up for three days. But stop falling out in the floor. Throw your shoulders back. Say, no, we're going through this time. Uh-huh. Huh? Every time they beat Paul, every time they whipped Paul, Paul threw his shoulders back, got up, and he moved on. I'm going to preach the gospel anyway. I'm going to tell the word of God anyway. I'm going to preach it. Listen, whatever he called you to do this year, you're going to have to do it. Stop pondering and wondering and thinking on it. Get up and do it. If you make a mistake, you just made one. It ain't, it ain't like a surprise to God. Like surprising. Well, I tell you, then we're close. I think I made so many mistakes. I made I made mistakes that I count mistakes that people didn't account mistakes. Y'all know what I'm talking about? People didn't count a mistake, but I knew I made, and it was difficult for me to recover and to and to come out of it. But the only thing I can stand on is he knew I would. Sometimes it ain't what people say or paper do. Sometimes it's what you think about something you've done. Because you're your worst critic. It's what you think about. But then you got to get, I have to get over myself. You're going to have to get over yourself this year. Huh? Huh? You're going to have to get over yourself. <laughs> Glory to God. And you're going to have to bring your feelings. You're going to have to bring your emotions into alignment with the word of God. Then you have to move on. If you want to fulfill what he said. Right? Right? Sometimes those are the worst things. Sometimes those are the worst things for people get over. Well, nobody else might not know it, but they know it. That's why in the scripture, God began to, God began to deal. I, I said I was going to quit then. That's why in the scripture, uh, uh, Jesus was talking to the disciples and he said, uh, he said, you say, if a man commits adultery. But Jesus said, but I say, if he thinketh on a woman in a wrong way, he said he's already committed adultery. That means Jesus is concerned about my thoughts. Well, I know that's a deep one right there. Because most of us don't have 
well, I shouldn't say, I can't say that. But a lot of times, people don't have the outward sin. They have the inward sin, which is the inward thinking. That's why he said, let your conversation. A lot of times, conversation, he's not talking about talking to somebody else. He's talking about the conversation that you carry on in this thing up here. He's talking about them thoughts you have up there that nobody know about but you and Jesus. That's conversation he talking about. What, what's, going, what's going on up here? What's going on up here? Because what's going on up here, believe it or not, is going to govern your life. It's going to govern your life. You can think it ain't going to govern your life, but it's going to govern your life at some point. And when I have operation of control of what's going on up in here, all up in here, up in here. When I have, when I have control of that, guess what? My life begins to turn. It'll turn. But if you never get control of here, if you never know how to make this thing function the God kind of way, you'll never walk into God kind of things. I'll glory to you. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Hallelujah. If you're on the live stream today and you're, you're listening at us, we pray that on this uh, first Sunday in 2024, 20, we pray that we've said something that would encourage your heart, encourage your mind. Uh, we pray that uh, if you're not saved today, that you give your life to Christ. If you're not saved today here in the sanctuary, we pray that you would give your life to Christ. And Rome, over in the scripture, in Romans, the uh, 10th chapter, the 8th, the 9th, verse. Why don't you go over there and read it and just meditate on it. But that's what we use uh, in order to confess and make Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 10 uh, and, and verse 8, 8 says uh, the word is nigh thee even in thine heart and in thy mouth which is the word of faith that we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in thine heart that the Lord Jesus Christ died and was raised up from the grave. He said thou shalt be saved. Uh, with the heart man believeth and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation that means you have to say something I won't accept Jesus into my life and then the 13th verse hallelujah glory to God everybody in the room stand up come on just stand up for just a second everybody in the room everybody in the room that's saved today was in this position at one point because he said in the 13th verse that whosoever called. Uh, one day I was a whosoever. Uh, and I called. And he said, and whosoever called upon the name of the Lord, he said, shall be, shall be saved. Shall be saved. Hallelujah. He don't care what you do. Matter of fact, he knows, he know more. My parents might know a lot about me, but my parents don't know a lot about I did. They in dark. They in the dark in some areas. But God knows. And so he put that scripture in there. I can make it personally. He put it in there for me. Whosoever called upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Maybe you're dealing with sickness. Maybe you deal with having issue, having our social problems or uh, problems uh, with, with family members or, or financial problems. Whatever the case may be, the first step you need if you don't know Jesus is that you need Jesus. So, Father, today we pray for our live stream audience. We pray if there's someone not saved today, they would confess Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior. We pray then, Father, that they would go over into the book of Acts and read that second chapter 
and receive the Holy Spirit. Father God, we also pray that they would find a good church home where the word is being taught so that they're able to be strengthened in the word of God and they're able to be strengthened in faith, Father. Father God, we pray right now, hallelujah, for financial problems and social issues. We pray for healing as well, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we thank you that you move miraculously in their lives. We thank you that all things are working together for their good, and we give you all the praise, we give you all the honor, and we give you all the glory for it. Father God, we thank you for our live stream audience, and we pray that you have an awesome year on this year. We also ask you that if you got saved today or if you have any questions, please, uh, as they uh, show you on the screen, contact information, uh, please uh, contact us by email or even by phone. And we thank you for viewing today. Pray that you would be with us next week. To God be the glory. Have an awesome week in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In the sanctuary, all the workers are coming. And if you desire prayer today, Amen. We want you to come. If you're not.